Hey there, welcome to the She Connects podcast. I'm thrilled that you are here. My name is Susan Vandenhuvel, and I have the honor of being your host each and every week. She Connects is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, and allows me to connect with women in the online space. I wholeheartedly believe that we as women enjoy connecting with one another to share hearts, disappointments, dreams, any challenges that we're facing, and really to just do life together. The heartbeat behind this podcast is to help empower and equip you to step into all that God has for you to do in this world. I'll be sharing whatever God has placed on my heart for the week, and from time to time, I invite guests on the show that I personally have gleaned and been inspired from people that I admire and I just maybe want to learn a little bit more from and that I believe you will appreciate listening to. So welcome. I cannot wait to connect with you today. Hey everyone, welcome back to the She Connects podcast. I'm excited that you're here and I am starting, well, actually I've been in the middle of a new series that I titled Winning the War Within. I think that there are things that we as women, that's kind of unique to us as women that we we have to kind of work through. There's a, like an inner battle that goes on on the inside of us. We maybe want to, you know, rise up and become everything that God has called us to be, all the things that he sees in us. And I think that sometimes we want to do that. And then there's this other side that's saying, oh, but what about this? Or what about that? What will they think? You know, there's things in your past. And so we sort of shrink back when God never created you to shrink back. He created you to rise and to shine. You are a light in this world and we need you. So we've had some really great guests on the show. And that just is a great segue into introducing you to my friend Ilona to the show. You are going to uh, just love her. She has so much to offer. She has a really powerful story that I think is going to add some value to not only my life, but to your life. This week, we're going to be talking about not allowing your circumstances to define you. And remember that our identity is in Christ. And so welcome to the show, Ilona. It's so good to have you. Uh, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from and where you're joining us from, because you're not a native of Minnesota. No, thank you, Susan, first of all, for having me here. It's such a blessing, such an honor to be, you know, to inspire your viewers and also your listeners as well. My name is Ilona, and originally I was born in a former USSR. You know, we, we were like, you know, adopted this a little bit of communist, you know, culture and uh, the regime as well. I came to the country, uh, to United States tw- almost, tw- almost 20 years ago, and I absolutely lo- love it. So I found that... I can follow my dreams in here and it allows me to do so, even though back in my country, it, they would not let me to follow my dreams. There was not such a thing as following your dreams. There's nothing like yours. It's always ours. And so I wanted to do something special with it. So I'm here in Minnesota, adopted here. So it's like stayed here with the family, with my three kids. So we're so happy, blessed, and excited to influence people. I'm also best, you know, 10 times best-selling author, a TEDx speaker, and uh, you know, founder of uh, IP Resilience Global and excited to be here. Oh, it's so good to be here. And so you, you have family that still live over in your homeland. Correct. Yes. My sister and her family, my grandma. Okay. And so with the use of technology, do you get to 
like FaceTime them or do you see them? All the time through the, like, praise God for the technology, you know, the Zooming, you know, the FaceTime, you know, the messenger video calls. So it looks like we we keep up with our lives, you know, like in America, you know, even neighbors. How often do you see your neighbors? Even probably rare than when you see, you know, others, you know, from the Zoom and the FaceTime. So I praise God for connecting us in this way. And uh because love, it doesn't know the boundaries, doesn't know the technology, doesn't know these limits. So when you love someone, that love's transparent through the media, through through the like uh, oceans, through this energy, through this time, through this uh, distance. So they feel, they know I love them. Mm-hmm. And I feel their love in my life the same way too. So love is a power. Oh, I love that. And yes, you are right. It is so powerful. And I'm grateful that the creator of love, God himself, I mean, he knows no limits. There's no wall too thick or too tall. I mean, he just can move through all of that. So I am so grateful. And I I just rejoice with you that you have this use of technology to stay connected because wow, I mean, there's a lot of distance between you and, you know, mileage um, between you and your family. So let's dive into a little bit of your story. You've had to overcome a lot of significant obstacles, things like the disparities of war, losses, struggles to fit in, and being told no so many times. I think that that right there resonates with not only myself, but a lot of the listening community here. And so I think that you have, you have a lot of reasons to, you know, maybe have adopted a victim mindset over the years. Um, And anyone that knows you knows that you do not have that. I feel like the word victim is nowhere in your vocabulary. And so I don't want to speak for you, but uh, how did you overcome those significant things? Oh, nobody likes to hear the word no. Uh, I think, you know, like people will think that, you know, either they're not good enough or what they have to to offer it, it is not significant or not valuable. So uh, just receiving the no doesn't mean that it was so great for me. And I was like praising God, hallelujah moment. No, it came to me later. You know, when you are on this side, you know, and you you look back, you like praise God for this moment. But I was rejected the minute I was born. My dad didn't want me because I was a, a girl. He wanted a boy. My grandparents on the, on my father's side, they rejected me. They didn't want to accept me as their grandchild because I was blonde. My mom was from Ukraine and the culture was different. And uh, the culture was a little bit uh, darker skin tone. And I was all blonde, blue eyes, blue, you know, light hair, light skin tone. So they were, did not acknowledge me as my, as a grand. So they would count four grandchilds and did not include me in the count I was fifth well actually I was but um and I was like always embarrassment to them because I didn't look anything like them so and then as I grew grew up I was rejected entering to the universities Georgian universities in Georgia because of my Russian last name because during the discrepancy between Russia and Georgia after the fall of the Soviet Union uh so like they would not let me go into the universities my boss you know coming here he said Ilona you cannot handle education because it will be way too much for you you barely speak English and things like that so just just do what you usually do my doctor told me that I cannot do anything heavy with my 
my legs because you know I may like like lose it you know I'm gonna hurt them I won't be able to 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 do anything like in the future so there's so many no's in my life that I have um endured and as I was growing up because of that I always wanted to fit in but praise God my wish did not come through he did he said I did not make you so you can blend in I created you so you can stand out and he said I didn't create you so you can uh, tiptoe on the eggshells mm. but you need to walk strongly on the ground mm. and I took all of this no all the closed doors like literally closed door before me I every power of no and turn them into next I used them to fuel me and uh uh, because of that, even the priest did not want to give me a name in a church because I didn't look anything like like Armenian. He refused to give me the Christian name when they baptize you. He didn't believe I was Armenian. My dad had to speak with him to Armenian. I had to say something. So he didn't give it to me until the like the last. So he gave all of my cousins, my sister, and um he skips me and then he goes back. You know, he was very mad. He gives me the name that I hated all my life. But what he didn't know, he gave me prophetic name. You know, like Bible says, whatever man plans for the for the evil, God makes it for the good. He gave me the name that's that means light. So, and the name light, if you combine with my first name, Ilona, which means the joy carrier and happiness, can you imagine what it meant to me during the darkest time in my life after during the war, after collapse of the Soviet Union? It's like carrying the joy with light. And all my life, I had that, like not, not stigma, but like prophetic thing. God says, don't worry. You will make through. Do not lose the joy that you have inside of you. Because I could have been mad. I could have been like devastating with everything. And I was. It's not that I wasn't, but there's something inside of me that was that had this hope for next day. I'm like, okay, God, next day, I want to see what you have for me. So that hope made me wake up every day to see what you have for me, God. What What is it? There's so many nights I cried. I was hungry. I was I was cold. I was freezing because we had no electricity after the war for 10, 15 years. No food. We were barely, I was, I would eat snails and things like that. And um, as I was writing the book, I'm like, God, why, where were you? And then he, he said that I was with you. <laughs> then he said that, yeah. But when you were sleeping, I would come, I would kiss your forehead. You know? And then he said that uh, people usually think that uh, I am with them because I bless them. They think that because I give them cars, I give, you know, they have the, they have their beautiful homes. They have money that I am with them. No. I am with those people who really like struggle, who really don't have anything. So he said, don't worry about that. Like I was with you. I, I heard your uh, like heartbeats, you know, like your prayers. So like I never left you even during this time. So I used those power of no and like, like God kind of like he was with me. So my grandparents, because my mom always taught me, never ever in your life repay evil for evil. Never. 
if if people don't love you like you that's god's god's job don't do ever god's job for yourself ever you're not god let let them go forgive don't ever go back and revenge them or, or wish them back never bad never that's what i did so my grandparents um later on uh, like in their lives like they uh, started to accept me and uh, love me and bef- you know like when they were putting their wheels they i was the only recipient to their will the only recipient for everything that they had can you imagine that but what i did i renou- renounced that i said i don't want it give it to to another you know my siblings or like so because everything that i wanted from you i have already received that you accepted me my dad who wanted the boy he said i would never ever trade you for 10 boys what you are in my life is just like the sunshine like the happiness the joy that i've always wanted in my life the universe that you know shut down the doors before me i was the only one the only one from my country accepted to study abroad with a full scholarship including my tickets my clothes like everything the uh, you know despite of me being told i cannot do anything heavy with my legs i successfully run triathlon and marathon received the medals and i still i become i became the personal trainer and i train people now how to do that despite of both tol- telling me that you, know, you cannot you know continue with the education i finished my bachelor in one year with a 4.0 gpa and i started my masters while i was in a school and now i'm going for my doctorate i wrote the 10 books for for him not telling me that you can barely speak english and they're best-selling books right now so and my, my life is not over yet so and um as soon as you apply god's principle in your life and and learn to like forgive people because if you don't do that uh you're gonna let them control you but as soon as you use this power of forgive guess who is going to be in a control you are and that's what like like there's something out there besides the you know human principles you know they have human principles don't make mistakes follow the law but there is beyond that that happens that if you just like feel within your guts if you really strive you know to continue with that you you cannot go wrong you cannot go um like wrong with god's principles so i remember when my my uh, relatives called me ugly they would always say, look at her. She looks so ugly. Look at her eyes. Look at her ears. Look at her nose. And it bothered me. They embarrassed me everywhere. Because like I said, I didn't look like them. I didn't resemble them. I went to the beauty pageant and I won. Guess what? They stopped talking bad about me. Because they're like, look, so many people like, what for me? You know, they wanted me to kind of like, they saw the within beauty and stuff. Um, despite of that, so... So, like I said, this is the what God can do. It's just like um, if you apply those principles and just, I'm not saying that it was easy. There were times I was crying. I was devastating. I'm like, why? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? But but like I said, when you feel inside of you, like, like you have this kind of joy, right? Even though like external walls are like crumbling in front of you, like if you haven't protect this joy that is inside of you, this the power of dreaming, you cannot give anybody this power to destroy you. 
Wow. There is so much to unpack there. I mean, you know, throughout just you sharing that, I was so reminded yet again that there is so much power in allowing ourselves to be aligned to the kingdom, aligned to, um, yes, we're living in the world, but we're not of the world, that we are kingdom people and to align our thoughts and how we live our lives and how we respond to specific things to the kingdom. And you have just clearly painted such a beautiful picture of that, that you had these very big obstacles in your life that, like I said earlier, would have given you every reason to say, I'm a victim and just kind of live in that place. But instead, you aligned yourself to kingdom principles and you allowed his truth to to lead you, his voice to be the loudest, God's voice to be the loudest in your life. I mean, wow, that is so powerful. And for you to even um, be able to share that he's your defender, to not allow yourself to, you know, seek revenge and vindication. And that I I just, and I also want to just add, there is so much power in, like you said, in forgiveness. Wow. I mean, that I, I think that we could just do like a whole separate episode in that, because I think that for honest, unforgiveness can be a battle on the inside of us. You know, we, we can read our Bibles and we can hear messages and, and we know that that there is power in forgiveness, but there's something on the inside of us, our humanness, that we we sometimes want to hold on to it, but it's so toxic and it doesn't serve us well. It doesn't serve God's best well in our lives. And so when we lay that down and with his help, I think that forgiveness, you know, it doesn't just happen overnight. It's a process. And I think that, you know, definitely he gives us his Holy Spirit to be able to help us. He gives us his grace to be able to help us to do the things that he's told us to do. I, I love that. And so, so grateful that he you know, just doesn't leave us up to our own devices and tells us to forgive, you know, good luck with that. I hope that you can work that out, but he helps us to do it because he knows how hard it is. Oh, so good. You shared so much right there. I feel like we could just pull over and park such a powerful story. And as you mentioned here, just, just a little bit, you went on to earn a doctorate degree in family counseling and a PhD in Christian philosophy. So huge right there. So huge. Did you always have a dream of going to college and earning a degree? I know you kind of touched on that a little bit, but tell us a little bit about just that and where all of that came from. As I was growing up, I adored my my parents, like adored them. And I think I always ask God, what did I do to deserve them? Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing that I could give up, you know, share them and let them know I love them is by studying hard. So for me to study hard and get all of the A's for every subject was my way of saying thank you. And every time I would go home, I would always open. We have a special, you know, things that, you know, daily reports cards and I would always say mom I got the A on the Russian I got the A on the literature I got the A on the mathematics I got the A on this one and drawing and and art so they would always like oh my gosh so I wanted them to be proud of me big time so that was the drive for me to let them know that I care about them and that's the thank you for them because like right now our kids do not realize how blessed they are 
they go to school that have everything for them. Like all they have to do, even buses that come and pick them up. I didn't have it. I had to walk like long distances to get to school. My schools didn't have even sometimes windows after it was, you know, destroyed. Didn't have even doors. Didn't even have a whiteboard or blackboard. Mm. Didn't have even something to sit on. So, but we went to school despite of everything. So where there's a will, there's always a way. And um, our kids are so blessed with that. We were not as blessed. So therefore I used everything, every obstacles, even to go to school because I want to let my parents know that I care because with my our kids didn't have, don't have to worry about the thing mm. to go to school. All they have to go to pretty much do their homework and turn them in. That's it. They didn't have to worry about bills, preparation, food, anything. So my when my parents took care of me the way they did, sacrificed, I knew when there was the one wall left of food, they would go to the different room, heat themselves so we would eat because they were so hungry. We didn't, they didn't want them, us to hear their stomach grinding or, or making the noise so we will eat that. So how can could I not do my very best to study, to let them know that I have no excuse, even though it was plenty of excuse. I was hungry sometimes to go to school. Sometimes I would faint. You know, I was cold. It was very cold. We had no heat at schools and stuff. So how can I not do my very best? I remember doing my homework on the roof of my of my um, apartment building um, so I can catch the uh, latest light beam because we didn't have electricity to do so because we had to really carefully use our candle because you know so we can at least go from one room to another or just just when we eat so like that was something that uh like I'm like how could I not do my very best even though I hated waking up in the mornings in the cold morning had nothing to eat and stop going to the cold I hated that mm-hmm. but you know even that didn't stop me because I wanted to see what if I miss out on on the God's blessing today? What if I like choose to stay home under the blanket and not go to school today? What am I gonna miss out today? Mm-hmm. And that alone, this curiosity, that hope, you know, drove me to do it despite. I was crying like like getting out of my bed. So, and that that's why the drive to to achieve something in my life. Is just a simple way to say thank you to my parents. So when they see me achieving that, I don't attribute it to anything, even to my efforts, to my time, my smarts, my none of that, because it was all because of them. That's it. And I hope one day my kids will say something maybe half as good about me. I will be the blessed mom on the planet. Mm. And so just a, just a quick question. I know that this wasn't in the, in the list of questions that we had, but we'll just roll with it. So do you feel like, had you adopted a victim mindset that you would be where you are today? The the quick answer is absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, I think I had so many reasons to live like that. 
But um, the minute that I realized that being different is not a crime, is not a punishment, but it's just a blessing, that I realized that I it's okay to it, it I need to celebrate that. You know, I didn't fit in in my culture. People thought I was a tourist. Even when I go back to my country, they think I am a tourist. I don't look nothing like them. I don't think nothing like them. Never was. So, but God said that's to celebrate. I didn't make you to blend in. There's no way. So you need to shine and stand out. You have a special purpose, special message. Live your life. And that that that's what kind of drove me to be like him. And I used, like I said, if I was back then, thinking, you know, regurgitating through the, oh my gosh, what happened to me? You know, no, no. Like you, some people need to have like this, this joy, you know, the joy is always internal, not, not external. Happiness can be external, right? You get a car, you are happy. You get, you're, you're holding your kid for the first time. You're happy. That's momentums that makes you happy. But what's inside of you, that's what we need to protect. That's joy that is like it's a divine gift that is a power. It's a source of energy and strength that is within us, that is despite of the external circumstances. So, and yes, uh, just so I want people to surround themselves with the right people and do not or follow that negative voice. I know it's easy said and done, but I could have turned into the, let's say, you know, selling the drugs because we didn't have money. I was desperate. Mm-hmm. I could have gone and rob the banks or do some, some stealing because we were so desperate. I needed the money. But, you know, there's more to that than money. There's more to that than just the food on your plate and such so and i praise god that he kind of reminded me of that and letting you know like hey this is not over you know god doesn't take us through the painful moments to break us but to strengthen us he wants us to bend us so we can like overcome some obstacles that it will come or become a source of the strength for someone else Uh in their life that's so good. So good. I think that that is such a great reminder too, that even though we, we go through challenges and hardships, um, you know, we ebb and flow, all of us do, you know, we have mountaintop times in our lives and we also have valley times in our lives. No one is immune to that. And, and yet God is with us on the mountain and he's with us in the valley. And neither one of those, neither one of those define us and neither one of those can define whether or not we're going to be people of joy. I love that you pointed that out because I think that so often we're, you know, going over here or we're going over there. If I could just have that, or if I could be this, or if I could look like her or whatever the situation is, then I'll finally feel, you know, better about myself, or I'll feel okay with how God created me or how I look, or I'll finally be a person of joy. Like, no, you can be that right now. You know, while you're working towards something, you can be a person of joy. You can be a person of purpose. You can be, you can be a person of a person of freedom who is walking in the truth of who you are in Christ. So good. You are such an inspiration. Oh my goodness. I am so excited here at the end of our time here that 
just for people to get connected with you. So um, I'm going to give that information here in just a few minutes. But, uh, you know, I believe that what the Lord does in someone, he then does through that person, um, you know, to reach other people, because what he does in us, it isn't just for us. It's about other people. You know, we're, we're placed here not to just live for ourselves, but, you know, we're here to reach other people and just be that light, be that the hands and the feet of Christ and to spread joy, um, you know, to be, to be a peacemaker. Uh, so tell us a little bit about how the Lord is using you to reach others for his glory. I know that um, at the top of our time together, you mentioned a little bit about your speaking engagements, your magazine, you're an author. Tell us a little bit about those. Well, you know, during pandemic, you know, like even Bible says, if you guys will stop speaking, I will make stones to glorify me. So during pandemic, when everything shuts off, right, even the churches were like not allowed to be there, God still used it. So I opened my YouTube channel just to share the messages to encourage people that I know during the pandemic time so they will not feel lonely. And God said, okay, there's more to that. Well, so let me use whatever the people, you know, turn into something negative to something very positive. They're like, speak. I'm like, how? Nobody's listening. No, there's nobody's allowed. Books. I wrote the book, my favorite masterpiece, my first book that came out during this time. It was just amazing voice of strength. I started to virtually speak as well. And uh, my YouTube was, you know, I created this platform, safe platform to encourage through the resiliency uh, to others as well. So there's so many things that came out of it. And um, the magazine came out also as well. So, and uh, so God is using everything of voice that, you know, men make, make clothes for me to open and for all of us that this entire world so i'm very excited what he has for me and i'm excited to also speak on the power of identity and you know helping people to build like an arch you know, architects of their joy and the building blocks of the happiness as well mm, so good oh so good so the title of your magazine is resilience right that that word is in there and i love that word and so tell us a little bit about why you chose resilience because i i i'm so i'm like a word i don't know like i like kind of get wigged out about words i love looking up definitions and like oh and this and this is a synonym and oh and you know this kind of, i so i love all of that so i was just curious why you settled on resilience uh, i was studying my bachelor i was in another you know, the- you know, end of it. So my final, my final uh, task that was, you know, to create the company and I had to come up with the name, with the logo, with everything for my like virtual, you know, like a pretend company for the grade. I got so excited about this project. I feel that sometimes God gives you the glimpse of your future, like now what it has to be. So I got so excited about that. Of course, I, I got the A plus and I was helping my entire class. But I'm like, okay, now I need to have a logo. Now I have to have the name of it. You know, like when God gives you visions and you're like, okay, this is it. No more. This is it. And I was reading one of my my textbook and the word resilience came up to it. I've never met met this, this word before in English, resilience. I'm like, what is resilience? And the definition of resilience was right in a textbook, bouncing back from adversities. I'm like, 
That's it. So I used IP for my, my first initial my and, and for oh, my first uh, first name and the last name, IP Resilience. He gave me perfect logo. And that word alone, I cannot depart from. So everything I do has to have resilience of it. Like IP Resilience Global, this is my, you know, the company, IP Resilience. So as I was creating it, I'm like, God would give me the vision I would create as a speaker, as a business owner. And all the slides I would do like came like naturally. I didn't fight against it. I was just like, wow, I did my commercial for 30 seconds. Like it came just like this. And my teacher was like, huh? You know, the people would come to me, Ilona, we need your help. What do you do? How do you? I'm like, no problem. Let me help you. So that's where origination of this word came from. And I cannot, it's like my second skin. Like I cannot depart on this, of, from this world. My YouTube channel is IP Resilience. My magazine is Resilience. You know, everything that I do has resilience in it. So bouncing back from adversities. Uh, and you just so clearly define that. And I wanted the listening community to hear that because that is really what we're talking about here. And I know that you would you would encourage, you are such an inspiration, such an encourager. And I know that that is just something that really makes you get up in the morning. You know, it really makes your heart beat. And so listening, someone listening today, that's maybe feeling, you know, I feel like I'm drowning in life. I feel like the winds of adversity are just blowing so hard against me. And, you know, I, I'm just not even sure that I can find my voice again. So what would you say to her? You know, we're talking about resilience here, bouncing back from adversity. What would you say to the woman listening today that feels like I just have lost my way? I've lost my voice. I'll say a few things. First of all, you need to learn to say yes to no. It's a power in them. So when you have, when you learn to say yes to no, that when you, you will grow, you have to say no to people, places, and things that will not allow you to grow and develop as a person. I had to detox my life from people, places, and things that were holding me back with my dreams, you know, to achieving what I am and who I am. The second thing is like, Stop comparing yourself with others. You know, I know there's temptations is everything. So if your social media, you see this, you know, like let's say magazines, the, the women out there and they make you intimidated, please remove that from your side. You know, going to the like three or seven day fasting from the media, remove the magazine subscriptions that you subscribe from People Magazine that you see and intimidate you. So anything that intimidates you, not inspires you, throw it away, remove it from your life. And I want you also like live with like a few quotes. Number one that I leave my, leave my life is, is that uh, do not base your identity on someone else's opinion because opinions just like armpits. Everyone's got them, but most of them stink. <laughs> and, and the last one I want to leave you with is, the, is, the, is my favorite one by Coco Chanel. Coco Chanel had so many things in her life. People had no idea how many doors have been closed and how much she struggled and suffered. But she said this, there are two people in life, one who, are, who have money and others who are rich. So I want you to, to list right now everything that 
in you have in your life that money cannot buy. And that will make you the rich person in your life and focus on that. So remove anything that distracts you and intimidates you. Learn to say no. No, use yes to say no. Important, you know, surround yourself with the people who inspires you and empowers you. And remember to list everything in your life that makes you rich today. And based on that, that will make you grow. Mm. Oh, those are such great tips. Wow. Those are timeless too. I mean, they can care, they can go with you in any season of life, no matter how old you are, whatever you're facing. So, so good there. I'm going to put those in the show notes listeners, but you may want to push the rewind button and listen to those again. And I think that really Ilona and I would both say to you that you are not powerless. You are not powerless that you can make these changes and you're worth it. You are worth it. You have value, you have worth. And man, if, if there are things in your life that, that are, you know, like she just so effectively communicated that are, you know, just constantly attacking you and bringing your, you know, sucking the joy out of you, you are not powerless. You can stop following people. You can unsubscribe. You can, you can love people from afar. And, you know, we're not advocating that, that that you, you know, just cut people off and that we're rude and we're, you know, that we're, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about surrounding yourself with people who will pull the gold out of you, who will remind you of, of the song that's on your heart when maybe you've forgotten the lines to the song that will support you and encourage you and help lift you and, and champion you forward. Those are the people that you want to be around. So good. Oh, that is so good. You are, uh, like I said, such an inspiration. Where can people connect with you and find you? I know that you're on the socials, your magazine. Tell us about all of that. And I'll put this in the show notes too. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the Facebook will be the first one probably they can connect me with. It's if they Google my name, Ilona Baronakova. Uh, I have an IG account, which is IP dash resilience. They can find me there. And I have a website. It's ipresilience.com. And uh, they can like connect and find me there as well. So I have like other social media platforms, but those are the ones that I'm using the most and uh, interacting with the real people with the real time and the real messages. Okay. And your YouTube channel. And I have a YouTube channel. It's also IP resilience. Perfect. And so, uh, and if, and if somebody wants to grab a copy of your, of your book, cause you've written more than one, correct? It's, it's a, it's 12 books out there and uh, 10 of them are best selling because one of them is a kid's book and the uh, kid's book are different category. And also I wrote the project book with uh, like 14 uh, you know, authors around the world. Okay. And can they grab a copy of those off your website or where would you um, send people to get if a they copy? Go in, if they go into the Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, uh, just Google my name, Ilona Barunakova. I-L-O-N-A, and then my last name is a long one. And uh, they are, you will see all the library of my books, you know, one after another. And I know how blessed they will be by reading that because it's a it's a simple language. It's uh it's a clear, clear message in them, and it's it has the word of inspiration and inspiration as well too, and empowerment. 
So they may feel uncomfortable at the beginning, but I walk them through to detox all of these yikes, all of these, you know, icks in their lives and give them like great power tools and letting them know you can do it. You can champion your life and stand over that mountain that you always wanted to be on. Oh, this is so good. I feel like I could just, I don't know, like sit and talk to you forever. And I'm sure the listening community feels that way too. So thank you so much for joining us on the podcast this week. Oh, you just added so much value to not only my life, but I, I just really believe the listening community here. So listeners, thank you for joining us this week. We're just so honored that you were on the other end listening and be sure to grab a copy of, of one of these books, if not all of them. And hey, you know, the holidays are coming or birthdays or Mother's Day or something is coming up that you can gift to other people. But be sure to um, check out the links in the show notes to be able to connect with her on social media platforms, um, her website, really great stuff there. Your life will be better for following her. Trust me. (laughs) So anyway, have a great rest of your week. Stay well, and I will catch you next time. Well, I hope that that was a blessing in your life. I'd love to hear what you walked away with from this week's episode. Drop a comment and let me know. I read and respond to each and every one of them, and I would love to hear from you. We all know people who could use some encouragement, especially nowadays, right? If you felt this episode was a blessing to you, would you share it with the people in your life? Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode because a new one drops each and every Wednesday. And would you be willing to leave a review and maybe even a few stars? It not only fills my heart and means so much to me, but it helps women find the podcast and be encouraged too. Have a fabulous week and I will connect with you right back here next week.